the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's Friday night. Yes, indeed it is. It's not just any Friday, though. I think this has to be probably the most, I mean, I think it would be too cheeky. I think it would be too obvious to say it's the most important Friday, the most uh, uh, groundbreaking Friday in 50 years in America tonight. Uh, This is the Andrea Kay Show, and of course, we're discussing the breaking news of the day. And uh, if you're already tired of hearing about the SCOTUS ruling, well, my apologies. This is my first chance that I've had today to talk about it. And yeah, I'm going to spend a lot of time on it. Because if you look at the reaction by the left today, the hysteria of it just goes to underscore why these very brave, courageous Supreme Court justices needed to do the right thing for this country. And we're going to break down all the different elements. There's a lot of and there's actually even um, some areas of this that I'm going to bring to this discussion that I haven't heard anybody else talking about today. So um, we've got actually got to give kudos to this gal who's going to join me in a few minutes. Susan Swift has been fighting uh, the pro-life cause for many years. She's an attorney with the Right to Life League, which is the oldest pro-life organization in America. And she's going to be here to share her feedback on this and give some legal perspective. We Friday means uh, Bob Walters as well. And I'm not going to bump Bob and uh, from discussing education tonight because... As I will share throughout tonight's show, Roe v. Wade had very little to do actually with abortion in some ways, if not in all ways, and was really about an an onslaught of or a battering ram, really, if you will. I'm going to get into more of it in a moment, but as it was the... And I've talked about this before. This was really the battering ram of the original cultural Marxist movement to destroy the fabric of our nation. And as it relates to children, there's multiple battlegrounds that are at play here, and it continues to involve our schools. And we need to have a well-rounded approach and response to what's going on. We cannot look at this this. First of all, abortion is not gone with this ruling. We're going to get into those details a little bit later. And neither is the war for the heart and the minds and the soul of the American people tonight. We are going to we are going to rejoice in this victory, but we're going to do it in a way in which we understand that this is just one of many battles in the war in which we need to win. And I hope to hear from you guys tonight. 888-344-1170. I was talking to somebody earlier Uh, here at the studio before I went live and it's a fellow host here who said he didn't get a whole lot of calls and he feels as though there's a lot of conservatives Christians even Democrats independents there's too many Americans this is such a hot button issue that he told me he didn't think that Americans really wanted to talk about it well I want to hear from you guys on it tonight is being being called and referred to as the day the night of rage 
on the part of the left. And anytime you're dealing with people that are abusive by nature, personally, professionally, or, or you know, as, as fellow citizens, usually when there's rage, it's because they are, are not being given some area of control is being taken away from them and they're going to be enraged and they're going to be issue rage filled attacks in order to try to get that back. Let's talk for a moment. Oh, actually. I was going to bring in my man here. His his voice, his throat's been kind of bothering him the last couple of days. Yeah, well, okay, we got tech issues. Can't come on. Um, so uh, I was going to bring in uh, my buddy, my partner, uh, DJ Potato Skins. Um, yeah, the phones are already already ringing. Before we go to the phones, I, I do want to read an excerpt from uh, the opinion today because it underscores why this needed to go. We are going to address all the far-left, crazy, insane allegations being made against these six justices. And by the way, it was kind of a combo decision today. It was 6-3 on the part of six justices who decided to um, uphold the Dobbs case out of Mississippi that said that Mississippi had the right to end abortion at, at uh, 15 weeks. It was five to four on overturning Roe v. Wade. To this day, we still do not know who the leaker was. I think Roberts was somehow involved either directly or indirectly in the leak. I think he made it clear today that he really wanted it to just end at upholding the rights of the state of Mississippi to ban abortion at 15 weeks. But here is why the right decision was made today on this. Here is the here is the most the argument that I've been making from day one about Roe v. Wade. Let's take the passions and the emotions out of it. And let's look at it from a legal standpoint, because that's their job as the Supreme Court. He said an erroneous interpretation of the Constitution is always important, but some are more damaging than others. Roe was egregiously wrong and deeply damaging. For reasons already explained, Roe's constitutional analysis was far outside the bounds of any reasonable interpretation of the various constitutional provisions for which it to which it vaguely pointed Roe was on a collision course with the Constitution from the day it was decided. Casey perpetuated its errors, and those errors do not concern some arcane corner of the law of little importance to the American people. Rather, wielding nothing but raw judicial power, Roe, the court, usurped the power to address a question of profound moral and social importance that the Constitution unequivocally, unequivocally, unequivocally leaves for the people. Casey described itself as calling both sides of the national controversy to resolve their debate. But in doing so, Casey necessarily declared a winning side. And those on the losing side, those who sought to advance the state's interest in fetal life, could no longer seek to persuade their elected representatives to adopt policies consistent with their views. Here's the, in summary, the court short circuited the democratic process by closing it to the large number of Americans who dissented in any respect from Roe. Roe fanned into life an issue that has inflamed our national politics in general and has obscured with its smoke the selection of justices to this court in particular ever since. Right on. Your body, your choice. Where's my body and my choice? Where is my voice in this matter? What they did, and, and, and Ginsburg said it herself, they usurped the legislative process. We are, a constitu- we are a republic of states. We are not a democracy. They, they, they pushed for Roe at a time in advance of the states being able to settle this in their local areas, taking my voice away from me, taking the voice of every American out there out of the out of the mix 
The left tonight, today, saying, I don't know who these six people are. These are dictators. No, it was seven men who were dictators who did this in 1973. And as David J. Harris pointed out tonight, it was a woman and a black man that joined in, in, in returning this issue of profound importance back to the people. We are supposed to have, be a government of the people and by the people and for the people. And that's what happened today. The role of the Supreme Court in, 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 on which, or for which it was founded was restored. This was a restoration of the rule of law. And if you care at all about your rights, you will care that we are not going, continuing as a nation, at least for now, along, going down the road to a centralized communist society. This was 50 years ago. This wasn't about women's rights. They don't give a crap about women's rights. What they care about is power. And if they can get it wielded through stare decisis and precedence through the Supreme Court, then they know, they know that they've got their agenda permanently installed. Um, before I take a break and go bring in um, Susan Swift ben from Carlsbad for right to, to life leave who from Carlsbad Ben Ben Shapiro Ben Shapiro from Carlsbad hi Ben welcome to the Andrea K show hello I've been crying all day long tears of joy the angels are singing God bless America uh, two heartbeats in one body one of them's not yours lady you know I mean Andrea I know that you're taking on the truth I I feel you I'm, I'm passionate about this. I've been crying all day. I'm so happy. Well, thank you so much. And you know what? I'm glad you were my first caller tonight and you're a man because one of the things I put out there today is suddenly, by the way, the Democrats have figured out what a woman is, right? That meme's been going around, which is so uh, true. Suddenly they're able to define a woman. Um, uh, but, but one of the I things that is so, that. one of the things that's been so horrible as a part of this Roe v. Wade is, is how it took the voices of the dads, the voices of the men, the voices of, of fathers in this country. It, where, where's the rights for them? Right. Who's been who's been caring about the men out there? Amen. Right. You know, I can't believe what Joe Biden said. It makes me it makes me so sad. He is not he is not a man. He's a coward. He is. And I'm glad you brought that up, Ben. I'm going to leave it there with you because we're going to play uh, his clip today and what he had to say. Uh, Skins, please play clip three. I know. So many of us are frustrated and disillusioned that the court has taken something away that's so fundamental. I know so many women are now going to face incredibly difficult situations. I hear you. I support you. I stand with you. The consequences and the consensus of the American people, core principles of equality, liberty, Dignity and the stability of the rule of law demand that Roe should not have been overturned. With this decision, the conservative majority of the Supreme Court shows how extreme it is, how far removed they are from the majority of this country. They made the United States an outlier among developed nations in the world. But this decision must not be the final word. My administration will use all of its appropriate lawful powers. But Congress must act. And with your vote, you can act. You can have the final word. This is not over. 
a couple of comments here. First of all, in terms of being an outlier among de- developed nations in the world, what the left wanted to do, what the, actually we're one of only three countries in the entire world, one of only three countries in the entire world that allows for abortion after a heartbeat. We're the barbarians around most of the world. But rest assured, you barbarians out there, you can still come to states like California where they want to, uh, not only abortion on demand, but even, um, is it, what do they call it conveniently skins, perinatal uh, abortion, where up to two weeks after a child's been born. So take heart, barbarians. This doesn't mean that abortion is gone in this country. Um, it's it, it what it did do. And if the Democrat and all it did is return it to the states. And Which if, is the way it's supposed to be. Well, this is the way it's supposed to be. But also, if this is so popular around the country and it's going back to the states where the voters have a say-so, then you should be sitting feeling pretty confident right now. What are you so worried about? And I'll tell you this before I take a break. The Democrats are happy today. Make no mistake about it. They're happy this happened because now they feel like they've got a campaign issue going into the midterms, right? Because they know they can't, they don't have anything that they can campaign on, uh, legitimately, right? I mean, $8 a gallon of gas in some places, uh, food shortages everywhere. Huzzah! Now they can, now they can try to tell you that, you know, uh, the Republicans hate women. Also, just another reason that they're going to say, hey, you know what? If we had decent amount of people in the Supreme Court, and one's on our side, this could have turned out differently. Yes, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in a special guest tonight, Susan Swift. She's an attorney with the Right to Life League, the oldest pro-life organization in America. She's going to share uh, the legal perspective of of, um, this situation and what it means going forward legally. And also about, uh, we are, they're calling it the Night of Rage. Um, And we were going to um, discuss that nearly 30 pregnancy centers that have already come under fire and what likely might happen, um, uh, pro-life centers and what might happen with them going forward. So stay tuned. More to come on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. On this historic day, we have the rule of law restored States' rights restored, at least as it, as it relates to this ruling. In a moment, I'm going to bring in special guest Susan Swift, who's an attorney with the Right to Life League, the oldest pro-life organization in America. But before we go to Susan Swift, we're going to quickly go to the phones because Joel from downtown is on the line. He's got something he wants to say on this. Hello, Joel. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thanks, Andrea. Listen, the irony of all of this is that liberals will turn on their own, and they are now turning on Ruth Bader Ginsburg because she refused to retire before she died, which gave Trump the chance to get his Supreme Court justice. They're actually turning on her. (laughs) And, And the Washington Post is citing her today saying she even said that the reasoning behind Roe v. Wade was faulty. Well, that's interesting. Well, excuse me, Joe. I'm gonna got a couple more words there before I have to go to Susan Swift because I'm glad you called in with that because I'm gonna get her. I'm gonna get her opinion on that in a moment. Was there something else quickly you wanted to share? No, it's just that liberals will turn on you. Yes, they will. Yes, and, and that now and, we know the, the definition of a woman now. Thank yes, you. thank you. Uh, uh, right. Um, <laughs> thanks for calling, Joel. Appreciate you so much, uh, Susan. Susan Swift, attorney for the Right to Life League, the oldest pro, uh, pro-life organization uh, in America, joins me now. Hi, Susan Swift. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Thank 
you, Andrea. I really appreciate being on. And, you know, Joel's absolutely right. Well, yeah, on two things. Well, he's right about the fact that the the left will turn. They'll turn on each other because ultimately it's not about principle or integrity. It's about power. And anybody that stands in the way of their, you know, of their power grab, which Roe was, um, they're going to knock down, even if it means, you know, um, a, a lady who was the notorious uh, what what did they call it? The notorious RBG, right? Now they're trying to tear her down posthumously. But she was correct. And, and there's a couple of quotes from her going around. She said that uh, Roe v. Wade uh, didn't include any dialogue with legislators. It was it seemed it was entirely to remove the ball from the legislators court. Isn't that what isn't that what um, basically this ruling was about today? Absolutely. that, And she was absolutely right. She thought that Roe versus Wade went too far because it did take the issue away from the states and it imposed a, a, a big government stamp over the whole nation. And she she wanted very much for um, abortion rights to be uh, legislated and put in, into states. She didn't really support how the federal judiciary had imposed these rights. And she thought it, it ultimately was not a a well-drafted opinion and she was absolutely right um there's all kinds of reactions tonight, some including tonight is the night of rage. In fact, I'm even hearing that uh, Clarence Thomas's home is being doxxed. You know, here uh, here we've got, you know, um, David J. Harris. I don't know if you follow him, pointed out correctly today that it was seven white men who, who decided Roe. And today it included a black man and a woman. So this should be considered an advancement, you know, for the identity groups. Um, but, well, you know, actually, I should even back up and, by the way, offer some congratulations, because those of you like you that have been in, in your organization that have been in the fight for a long time have the right to be sitting back tonight going, OK, yeah, this is not we're not completely done here, but this is monumental. Share your re- just your reaction on that. Oh, it, this is monumental. This is like Brown versus Board of Education. This is one of the seminal decisions from the Supreme Court, uh, certainly in our lifetime and maybe in all time. This is what it does is it reestablishes federalism, at least as insofar as the issue of abortion. It rightly decided that there is no such thing as the abortion right in the Constitution. And that because of that, our Constitution requires that the issue be controlled by the states. That's a huge victory for our for our system. And it's a huge victory for we the people. And yes, just setting aside the federalism and the law as a lawyer, I, I, I commend them for doing that. But just setting that aside, it is a victory for life. It mm-hmm. is a victory for the for for more than 49 years. The, the right to life league has been fighting against abortion. We were, we started in 1967, and uh, our founders traveled to Sacramento to lobby then Governor Ronald Reagan against mm. signing the the Bielinson bill. But he had already promised the authors then that he was going to sign it. And he gave us his word at that time once he understood what abortion really was, because he didn't until we had told him. Then he promised the Right to Life League that he would never sign another pro-abortion piece of legislation. And he kept his word. And that's how we got founded. So we've been fighting against abortion in California since long before Roe versus Wade. And we're going to keep up the fight until abortion is illegal. And let me clarify what I mean by abortion being illegal. The purpose of abortion is not health care. Abortion is not health care. That's the lie that the pro-abort spin on it. Abortion is the intentional killing of an unborn human being in the womb. 
They, they, they either inject it with saline, they tear it up into pieces, whatever they do. But the whole purpose of the, of the surgery or the act, the chemical, is to kill the unborn baby. Yeah, it if it's not alive, the mother. right. I mean, you know, the, the idea of her body, her choice is probably one of the most egregious, disgusting lies I've ever heard in my life. Um, there's a meme yeah. going, yeah, there's a meme going around with a, with a picture of a baby inside a room and says, tell me which, which body part of a woman's this is. And I even had some quote far right political guy come at me on Facebook and say, well, my body, my choice. And, and I'm like, no, this is, this is the, and, and, Part of uh, and part of the reason why this was so terrible as a law is that it was really such a key part of the cultural Marxist movement to destroy the 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 fabric of our nation as a nation that was founded on Judeo Christian principles and values. And if they could if they could get us to think that just you know killing a a preborn child in the womb is nothing, that it's okay, then how then then we're kind of on on the path to uh, of destruction as a nation, and that's really what I think has led to so much of the destruction of our nation culturally was, was this. And that's why, and that's really why they're as well as, um, just you know the the war on for women's minds and souls and it's just it's been absolutely egregious i mean this 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 has not done any favor for women in this country particularly the unborn the women that that were of the 65 million babies that have been killed we don't know what percentage of them were women right um this did not advance women's rights at all it did not advance the rule of law all roe v wade did was advance uh, the centralization of power to nine dictators um, we, we, yes, exactly right. You are 100% exactly right. And it is the focus on the individual because that's what our nation was founded on. The rights of individuals, they come from God, not government. And so if we can destroy an individual life by centralizing power, that's the way you destroy America. And that's what has been the goal for this Marxist centralized grab of power from for, for, forever. And so this is why this is so important that this decision returns the issue at least back to the states where we can still um, use the, the laboratories that they say states are that like little laboratories where you debate the issue and we can continue as we the people to craft the laws that we think are most important. Outside of the federal power grab. Right. And and speaking of labs, you know, one of the things as technology has advanced, um, there's so many more people that are that were originally on board with Roe v. Wade until they began to understand what's actually going on in the womb. Right. And how quickly it yeah. is. I mean, because, you know, there's it's um, so many people are on board with Roe v. Wade because they thought, oh, it's just a little clump of cells. And now with technology, what they're able to see that's going yeah. on inside the womb. And that's and they so that's one of the things that these cruel, uh, you know, pro-abortion people are all trying to stop women from seeing seeing what's really going on with ultrasounds. Um, one of the things that they've that's what, we, Go ahead. that's what we do with the Right to Life League. We we help pro-life clinics and, and have ultrasound machines. We 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 give them uh, ultrasound machines so that they can show the women that there's actually a baby in there mm-hmm. because we that puts the lie to the clump of cells. And by the way, I'm a clump of cells. And so are you, Andrea. Yeah. We're both clumps of cells. And if I can kill a clump of cell in a womb, why can't I kill a, a clump of cells uh, next door or anywhere for that matter? That's what the lie of this is. They've been lying about science. 
science is on our side. Now we have the technology like like ultrasound and, and other things that can show the baby alive. And, and it, it's very clear. But, you know, they don't care because they still chant abortion on demand without excuse. Abortion on demand without excuse. They want to kill a baby all the way up through delivery and beyond. Yes. And that's yeah. And so uh, and Congress initially now there's Joe Biden is talking about Congress has to act and there's all this screaming about codifying Roe. Well, look what happened when the, the draft leak came out, uh, Ms. Swift. Uh, they went to codify Roe, but they went to they they went even way farther than Roe. They went all the way to what they're trying to do here in California. The Democrats are absolutely barbaric. And that's at the same time they're trying to tell us that they need to do a gun grab on us because of what happened in, in Uvalde when when really, yeah. you know, Uvalde is, is an example of why uh, the Dems don't care about children because they didn't, you know, they're not about hardening the schools and providing actual safety measures that might save children's lives because, you know, because they don't, children are expendable for these Marxists. They don't care about That's life, right. what they care about power, and they want Americans to devalue life right along with them. And so this was such a win for this country today. And let me tell you, ladies out there, this was a win for you too, because it, it and I said this at the open of the show, uh, Susan, that it, look, if y'all are so confident that this country is so on board with you barbarians, then rest assured that that you're just going to get all that passed at every state across this country. But that's not where the American people are at, is it? Final thoughts, Ms. Swift. Final thoughts. Wrap us up. We are a nation that is pro-life, and we reject all of these Marxist attempts to kill individualism because that is the foundation of our our law, and we are are a, a, a nation who loves children and who loves the individual. And this is a victory. This is a huge victory for life today. It's a day to celebrate. And tomorrow we're taking the battle to the states and we're going to continue to fight back against these these horrible pro-abort bills in California like SB 1142 and AB 2223, the infanticide bill, and the abortion amendment that they're going to try to pass, SBA 10. They're going to try to pass it and we're going to do everything we can to reject that in California because abortion is un-American. Abortion is murder. Got to leave it there. Well said. Thank you so much for being here. God bless you. God bless your organization and everything that you have done for this country and for children. Appreciate you being here. Thanks so much, Andrea. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned because we're going to kind of shift gears, but kind of not. I was listening to Charlie Kirk today, and I agree with him that we need to be talking about the war on children from a variety of different battlefronts, and it continues at the schools. If the if, if children can manage to be born in this country, uh, then then they get shoved into indoctrination centers and get schooled in, in the beauty of communism. Bob Walters will be here with his weekly, weekly segments. Later on in the next hour, we're going to return to this, though, because we've got a night of rage happening, and we've got to share with you some details on that. And we're going to go back to opening the phones, 888-344-1170. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. There's actually multiple fronts going on in the war against children, and we need to have multiple responses. We got a, we got a war going on. Before I bring in my buddy Bob Walters for his weekly education segment, um, I just thought that, you know... Um, uh, this is is a great day to remind you guys that the same people screaming tonight about bodily rights today are the same people for two years that have been telling you, you had no right to say no to masks and to shots. Can I get an amen, Brother Noah, on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the same that's people right. We talked about before the show, Andrea, that are all up in protests and they, they there's going to be violence. Uh, but yeah, people peacefully protested on January 6th and where are the insurrectionists? That's right. All right. Um 
Moving on, though, just temporarily, we will return to this topic and your and your calls a little bit later. But the, we got to stay on focus on all the different uh, fronts in the battle and fronts in the war, I think, is the military terminology. And uh, Bob Walters, call sign Don Quixote, is joining us for his Friday segment. Hey, my dear. Hello. Good to be here. Good to have you. Um, was there anything you wanted to say on Roe um, before you went into your your topics tonight? If not, that's OK. It's up to you. I think I think it's great that decision was made. It's long overdue. And uh, the the justification for killing babies in a woman's stomach, I, I think it's just wrong. Period. Well said. Especially after a heartbeat has begun. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, there's just no excuse for it. So, um, yeah, this was a great day. Um, but we still we still have other fights that we need to we need to, to wage because I wish I, I've got to find that the great funny quote from Dennis Miller about children that it's just, you know, it's hard. It, it's a tough obstacle course for them to be able to be born in this country. And uh, but then once they are, then they then they're shoved into our school systems where they are indoctrinated. And every week, it seems like you're starting to get with more and more good news, as well as the crazy. What you got for us tonight? Well, I'll start with some good news. Uh, West Virginia has a program called Universal Hope Scholarship. It empowers families to choose the school they want that is best for their kids and without costing the taxpayers any more. In contrast, Idaho's migrant program, which is addressing people that are new into the country, only gives $1,000 towards annual costs for supplies and materials, maybe a consultant, but requires the kids to stay in public schools, period. <laughs> of course. So so you're, we're going to give you some money, but you got to stay in a private school. So it's like a bribe to keep your kids in these indoctrination centers. Got it. I know. Okay, and you got Massachusetts. This is interesting. Massachusetts City Archdiocese announced Monday that it is revoking a Jesuit grade school's Catholic designation and suspending mass on campus after administrators insisted on flying a gay fly, a gay pride flag and a Black Lives Matter flag all week on the campus, despite so, being ordered to take them down. So it's a Catholic, this is a Catholic school and they were flying the, the pride flag? Yeah, and the uh, Black Lives Matter flag. Mm-hmm. And so the archbishop uh, <laughs> terminated their relationship to the Catholic Church and, and will no longer allow masses to be held for the students in, in the school. That is fantastic because you know what? It's been really frustrating um, to, you know, coming from Louisiana, the only state divided by Catholic parish, right? To see this nonsense going on that's supposed to be a part, uh, that's a, a, as a part of Catholic institutions. Like we know the Pope, he's come out and basically said he's a Marxist and Black Lives Matter is a Marxist. Um, but, you know, pe- how many pe- pe- people by and large, send their kids to these private Catholic schools because they have an expectation of a, a curriculum that's going to be Bible-based and not have this kind of Marxist, you know, crazy, you know, far-left agenda shoved down their kids' throats. And so hat tip to the Catholic Church. They're starting to get bolder, Bob. I mean, Nancy Pelosi was just denied communion. So I, I'm glad to see some moves here on, on the part of the Catholic Church. I agree. It's just something the parents need to be aware of when you're choosing a private or religious school. That's Don't right. Check it out. Yeah. All right. The Supreme Court ruled on Tuesday that religious schools can't be excluded from a main program that offers tuition for private schools. So they've got to include religious schools. The immediate effect will be Vermont Next Door, which has a similar program, and 18 states which now forbid public money for religious schools and they might all be affected by this new decision that just came out from the Supreme Court yesterday. 
Hey, the Supreme Court's killing it this week. That's awesome. Uh, you know, and I know that when that ruling came out, people are like, oh, there's supposed to be separation of church and state. Um, no, there's supposed to be separation of church and state is supposed to just mean that the government is not deciding that you must be a Catholic or you must be, you know, a Presbyterian or whatever. It, that's that's what separation of church and state means. It doesn't mean that if there's if there's school choice that it can't include the choice to put your kid in a private school. In fact, that should be the whole idea, right? If you're about wanting the left loves to talk about how it's unfair that kids coming out of poor communities don't get the same level of an education that they would get like in a private school, here's their chance. Yeah, I agree. Well, and you got some college crazy, which I cover a couple of them, then I got, I'll get to some other news. The Aside from the $200,000 in student loans forgiven last week for students who attended a widespread college that went bankrupt, Biden regime has now decided to give debt relief to 200,000 students who had filed suit back in the Trump days saying their schools had engaged in some form of misconduct, which is very vague and very loose. But the Sweet versus Cardona case involves scores of colleges around the country. This results in $6 billion in federal money being excluded from the kids having to pay it back. $6 billion? Six billion dollars. Y'all listen to that. Six billion dollars. We are dying from inflation. We've got, you know, gas prices and every uh, prices for everything skyrocketing. And they're basically coughing up six billion dollars. Yeah, I agree. Ah, Just crazy. Um, Here's some good college news, though, I I should give you. Okay. Uh, 2020 Leadership Institute trained candidates. That's a good organization that trains candidates to run for student government. And 20 of them ran and won for president and other key roles at the colleges. These colleges included this time St. Louis, University of St. Louis in Houston, Rutgers, Michigan, Nevada in Las Vegas, and Angelo State in Texas. That's good news. That is good news. Teach them how to run for office, except we hope we're not, we're, they're not, you know, little commie candidates. But, you know, I'm joking. I know. No, it's still a good idea. That's a good thing. Well, you got, uh, I'm moving some other stuff. You got Ovalde School Board voted not to fire its embattled police chief after being given a chance to do so. It's sad. That's crazy. It's insane. <laughs> for what they did? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's terrible. And here's another one. New York City schools this past semester spent $200,000 on drag queen shows this year. Unbelievable. Who, what, what, where was this? What school district did this? New York City schools. They spent $2 million on drag shows? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How much of that $2 million was in the form of dollar bills that kids had to shove into thongs of, of grown men dancing around? This is like $2 million on drag shows? Taxpayer money. People are, people cannot pay their rent right now. People can't feed their kids, and they're going to take taxpayer dollars and give it to give it to adult sex workers, basically. Not sex workers in the sense, you know what I mean. Uh, performers. This is adult sexualized uh, performance that's being shoved on kids at taxpayers' expense. Wow. Yeah, yeah, President Biden will direct the Department of Health and Human Services to expand access to gender-affirming actions and programs at, at a Pride Month event this past Wednesday that he spoke at. He then signed the order surrounded by kids from Texas and Florida who have laws against such a practice on the kids. 
<laughs> That's gross. So he surrounded himself with kids as he as he was pushing this gender business. Yeah. That's just kids gross. Florida, where it's against the law to do what he's trying to get this federal government to force into the schools. Wow. All right. Well, Bob, I think this might be a good place to take a little break. We're going to take okay. a little tiny little break. Bob's going to stick around. You guys stick around, too. Next hour, we've got uh, Rebecca Terrell, who's going to be here, who's going to be sharing with you guys what's happened on this uh, night of rage out there and what you need to know around that, as well as is there going to be some is there going to be some kind of consequence that they're going to try to make Kavanaugh and Gorsuch pay for supposedly lying in the confirmation process? There's so much more to talk about tonight, so don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, continuing on with my buddy Bob Walters. Hey, Bob, what else you got for us tonight on the school front? Local school news in California. Some parents at Yorba Linda Unified School District are concerned that despite promise that the board made to end CRT indoctrination, the new social-emotional learning, called SEL, uses the same language of diversity, equity, and inclusion. SEL, as it's called, aims to help younger students regulate emotions while teaching older students how to discuss biases, race, sexuality, and other topics in order to allow children to calm themselves. I have no idea what that means. (laughs) Um, I never trust a communist teacher who's going to try to teach your kid how to calm himself. Uh, So they just changed some letters. Right, Bob? Yeah. That's all they did. Uh, okay, good. And you got Riverside School District releases data on how, how many students are not up to standards for math and English. It ranges from 55% are not up to standards in the third grade, and 71% by the time they get to high school. It's just unbelievable. It just gets worse and worse as the students age, given the lack of real education being given to them, aside from just social justice training and indoctrination. So sad development. Yeah, it is. Then you got Capistrano School District serving 14 communities and the largest in state of California is adopting a history and social studies curriculum for kindergarten elementary school kids that includes inclusive materials in order to comply with the new state law. This requires a focus on LGBT contribution and people from uh, with disabilities. A fourth grade example uh, so far as their focus is concerned focuses on civil rights activists, labor leaders, and people such as Cesar Chavez, Dolores Herta, and so forth. No mention of Washington, Lincoln, or any other key leaders <laughs> that this country was built on. Wow. Um, yeah, this is just... I don't even know what to say. You know, um, next, th- you know next, next thing we know, they're going to be, you know, extolling the virtues of Che Guevara. I know. Right. Yeah. We know. <laughs> Mark, all these people were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Angela Davis. Yeah. Yahoo. Uh huh. Mm hmm. One of my teachers at UCLA when I was there in 64. <gasps> no. Yeah, she was. Wow. Philosophy class. Crazy. Yep. Anyway, Los Angeles Unified needs to fill as many as 1,000 staff positions and 1,500 teacher slots for this coming year. This comes after the school district fired 600 teachers last year for refusing to get their COVID shots for religious reasons or because they had the COVID before and had, you know, <laughs> immunity. And they were fired anyway. So, so much for, you know, her body, her choice. 
Um, So, yeah, so all these school teachers that dared to, you know, choose bodily autonomy got fired, and now they don't have enough teachers. No, and they hired, however, last year 2,336 new teachers, of which only 26% were fully credentialed. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, yeah, so a nice way to use the shots is a way to purge out the credential teachers and go hire a bunch of yahoos whose, you know, only credentials are that they marched with, you know, with, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter. I agree. It's just unbelievable, frankly. Uh, Very sad for the results of the kids. It is. And, you know, um, Babylon B, I don't know if you love if you follow them, they're a parody um, you know, uh, kind of like the onion or like old mad magazine used to be. And they had, they had, they make fun of people and they had a, a, a headline the other day. They had a, a meme that went around that said, you know, um, if you put, beware, if you put your kids in private school, they might not end up becoming a gay communist. And I thought, how perfect. <laughs> yeah. They're hilarious. All right. It, got anything else for us, Bob, before we wrap up? Yeah, I've got, well, one more thing, and then I'll, I'll do the little comment about the, we the kids. Bellingham School District Board Director in Washington is advertising queer youth open mic program for ages at one year to 18 years old, taking place in her sex shop, which she owns. She's a school board member in Bellingham, Washington. She's and having she's, open mic night at yeah. a sex shop, including right. one-year-olds. Yep. One to eighteen. One to eighteen. Wow. Um, don't tell me this that it's not grooming that's going on in this country with these people and children. And any parents right. that are putting their kid in, in any of this need to be investigated from child protective services. Um, tell everybody about We the Kids. Yeah, We the Kids is a great group. And I, I've said it before and I say it again. Listeners, get the material, contact them, open up the webpage. It's we the kids.us. And they have great materials you can give your kids to teach them American history and the right of justice and the past and the future of America. It's great stuff, really made for kids, and it's free. Awesome. Well, Bob Walters, thank you so much for being here. God bless. Have a great, great weekend. You too. Thank you. And you guys got to remember that, you know, we got to be getting active and getting fighting. You know, we, we're excited tonight by this amazing move on the part of these courageous Supreme Court justices tonight, including John Roberts, because he, he whether he was a part of the 5-4 or the 6-3, um, he didn't go as far enough as I would like him to do, but um, he did the right thing. So um, there's protests happening across the country, including here in San Diego County. Like, what do they got to protest over? This SCOTUS ruling skins. I mean, do they not know? That's the power of the left and how they use panic and hysteria. There's probably people protesting in San Diego tonight to, that have no idea that this didn't affect them at all. But the night of rage is continuing. And we've got Rebecca Terrell, who's going to be here. Terrell, who's going to be here in a moment to share um, what's happening around the country with you guys on the Night of Rage. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.